And we are excited still. And we just thank you again for your love and support. Today's show is on teen dating violence awareness. Uh, but before we get started, I just wanted to um, give acknowledgement to our sponsor today. It's Fonville and Associates Financial Services. They offer different life insurance policies and retirement and annuity plans. The contact person is Shelby Fonville. You can reach her on Facebook at Fonville and Associates. And also you can reach her at 240-346-7430. Thank you so much. Before we get started, I just wanted to go ahead and encourage everyone to go ahead and uh, share um, the link on Facebook. But we are on YouTube, on Voxwave, so go ahead to YouTube and subscribe to Voxwave. And go ahead and take note of our hotline number. It's 240, and it's right here on the desk as well. It's 240-719-2560. And you can also follow Chattitudes on Facebook, on, fa on um, Chattitudes. And also, you can follow us on Instagram at Chattitudes2020. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Crystal with the word of the day or the word of the week. Hey, I told you all every single week we're going to have a word of the week. Last week, you remember what it was. I'm not going to tell you again. This week, we have an entirely new word. I told you that I wasn't going to the Webster's Dictionary for the word of the week. 
I told you every week I'm going to the Urban Dictionary. For now, I don't know, maybe change course over time. But right now, through the Urban Dictionary, our word of the week. Are you ready? <laughs> the word of the week today is hater. Ooh. Now, now I know this is a common word. People use it all the time. But I'm not for sure that people actually understand what this word actually means. So I'm going to tell you what the word hater actually means. It's a person that simply cannot be happy for another person's success. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. So rather than be happy with the person's success, they begin to point out all of the flaws about this particular person. That's wow. a hater. Hating is is the result of being a hater. It's not actually, a lot of people confuse it with jealousy a lot of times, but it's not actually jealousy. It means that this person don't want the person he or she hates. Rather, she wants to just, that person just wants to knock you down a notch. Wow. They just want to bring you down a notch. And it was very interesting. I found this acronym mm -hmm. for a hater. It says, having anger towards everyone reaching success. Wow. Haters. Awesome. That's that's awesome, yeah. right? And and some people hate you because of how other people love on you. Wow. And that's a that's 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 powerful in a way. And um, I'm just gonna tell you the God's honest truth. Haters are my motivators. Well, haters hey. are my elevators. Hey. The more you hate me, the more it thrusts me to do well. The yes. more it thrusts me to pray more, to study more, to go harder and harder. So every time people hating on me, it just makes me. It just elevates me in such a way. And I got to tell you something, Sean. I'm going to tell you. Okay. My mother said years and years ago, don't worry about when people talk about you. Worry about when they stop talking That's about true. you. Because that means that you're not even in their foresight anymore. Mm. So as long as people are talking about you, it's almost a good thing. So haters are my elevators, are my motivators. And I don't really have time to hate because nowadays I really, really concentrate on how I spend my energy, Amen. what I spend my energy on, who I spend my energy on. So I don't have time to hate. You won't get no hating. In fact, in fact, when people hate me, I forget that they hate me. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a small, just a short story. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you. Like, so at work, not this job, but a couple of jobs ago, a person just just didn't like me for whatever reason. And I'm telling you, and then I saw, I said, well, I'm just going to stop speaking to her too. Not a godly thing to do, but that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I just said, I'm not going to speak to her either. But one day we were walking down the hall and I'm going to tell you, I just said, hey, how you doing? And she didn't speak back. Well, I honestly forgot that we were hating on each other. So I'm, that's how much hating is just not in me. Right. I forgot that I'm hating on the person. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to tell you, stop being a hater. Amen. Stop being a hater. Stop competing with one another. What God has for me is for me. Amen. What God has for you is for you. Amen. And I'm uplifting everyone. So every anytime anyone is showing any signs of success, I'm applauding you. Amen. I'm applauding you. Amen. But I'm going to tell you how many people just been hating just because me and Sean have a show right now. There's uh -oh. some haters out there. Uh -oh. But we love we you. About, we love you, but we're not worried about, we not worried about yeah, that. I we love you. And we actually invite you. We invi invite you to watch. And in fact... We continue to pray for you as a hater. And all of us got some hating abilities in us. So don't think that you're too good to be hating. Because every now and then, you got to check yourself. Amen. Every now and then, when if I start gossiping about somebody, I'm like, hold up. Let me check my hating skills. Amen. You know what I mean? So don't think that you are above the hater rate. Because you're not above it. You can Amen. be a hater, too. So sometimes, we all got to check ourselves. Amen. Amen. Like people just hate in the worst ways. I could, I 
know some haters. Ooh, I know some haters. But I'm not going to talk about them today. I love you, haters. Come on and keep on elevating me. Come on, haters. Haters going to hate. All right, that's all I got to say about the word of the week because we got a serious subject today. But I just wanted to lighten it up for a moment before we get into our serious subject. It's a serious subject, but I'm here to tell you it's inspirational because we got a powerful person here today who has gone through some things, who has a journey, who has a story. And so we're not going to be sad about it because so many times we victimize, we're victims. But I'm talking to survivors today. We got a survivor sitting here. We got a survivor in our studio audience today, and we are excited about life. Yes. That's all I got to say, haters. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, haters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have survivors and we also are thriving. But before we go into the topic today, I just want to encourage the parents. I know this is Teen Dating Balance Awareness Month, but I also want you to go ahead, get your teen, get them in front of YouTube, get them from in front of the um, iPad the TV or their cell phones and go ahead and let them know, text your friends, text the grandparents, the parents, text the kids, um, aunts, text and um, your nieces and nephews. We just want to get everybody tuned in because it's not just about the teens. This affects everyone. And it's also not just the girls or the women. It's the boys and the men as well, which we'll get into later. So again, as Crystal said, I am a survivor myself. And my uh, experience begins when I was a teen. So I was 14 years old. And again, I was raised in D.C. I was going to D.C. public schools where I met my abuser at the time. He was my boyfriend. And what attracted me to him was that he was quiet. He had a quiet demeanor. He seemed really shy and sweet. And we began to like each other. We began to date. And he was nice. He, he was my first love. So we just began to talk every day. He walked me home from school. He came to visit me and we just talked so much. And he was pretty much, he was all the time that I had for him. I mean, I used to cheer when I was in school. I was running track and all that just came to a halt because I gave so much of my time and energy to him. But again, he was sweet, and my grandmother at the time, she was raising me. I was living with my grandmother, and she loved him. She loved his family, and he just seemed like, okay, such nice people, which they were. However, again, like I said, he was quiet. So as time went on, we began to date more. He began to show other signs, and so he just became a little bit possessive. He wanted all of my time. He didn't want me to spend any time with my friends or my cousins. So he just became so obsessed with me that he began to threaten me. So if it looks like I'm doing something he didn't like or that he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted, he began to threaten me, like threaten me in terms of he would cause harm towards my family. And so he knew I had this fear of him. He knew that I had this fear. So he used that to manipulate me. He used that to control me. And so the story I'm telling you now, and I'm not only telling you, and I've told you, I've, I actually told the story several times. Some people, it's their first time hearing. Some people have already heard it before. But the stories you're going to hear today is not just so we can just hear ourselves talk. It's to encourage other people to listen to these red flags and take heed, take warning. And so you may see these same things happening to your children, your grandchildren. And so we just want to encourage you today. And I can um, finish my story, but I just wanted to let you know, again, tune, have your um, grandkids, have your children come and tune in. And again, for the parents, so you can see what's going on with your kids. Now, this all happened over 20 years ago. 
And back then, we did not have cell phones. There was no internet. So I know the dating scene today is a little different for the teens and the young adults. But again, those signs are still the same. That whole being, possess being possessive and being obsessive over the person and being controlling, not wanting them to go out with their family and friends. Now, we were in junior high school. Now, at some point, again, it progressively got worse because we went on to high school. And to be honest, and I don't think I told this part of the story before, but after we graduated from junior high, which at that time we was in ninth grade, I was excited because I was thinking, oh, I get to go to high school. Now, our paperwork said we were going to two different high schools, and which excited me because I'm thinking, man, I get a breather. I can go and meet new people. I can have fun. I can mm -hmm. just enjoy high school. And then me being naive, me being immature, I mentioned to him, I was like, listen, I said, so if you come up to the school, come up to my school and you see me talking to some guys or anybody, I said, they're going to just be friends. Don't worry about it. I just set myself up. <laughs> I just set myself up. I basically told him <laughs> that I was going to be talking to other guys. So I was just naive and just a little, just immature. So he began to put in the works for his mom to transfer him to my high school because he was slated to go to a different high school. And so by the time school started in 10th grade, he was at my school. Mm -hmm. And he made sure that everyone knew I was his girlfriend. He walked me to my locker. He walked me to every class. And before that bell rung, he was at my door waiting to walk me to my next class. So I had no opportunity to meet really any new friends mm -hmm. besides who was in my classroom. And of course, you know, I couldn't establish any new friends with any guys. But things began to progress worse. And I eventually went to a, a teacher because he was just becoming so just too obsessed and even to the point where back at home I think he got upset if he thought that I was looking at somebody if he thought that somebody else was in a picture like one time he came down to my house we were living in an apartment building and he actually came down there thinking I was talking to somebody and came down there with a gun and so I'm just thinking back over the times he's done just some crazy things how things could have actually gone left but I'm just grateful to God that things didn't. As time went on, by the time we reached 12th grade, I actually had a half a day schedule. So he sort of began to loosen his reins a little bit because he began to meet new friends and actually, I think, you know, started being friends with some other girls. And so I had a job. So he stayed in school all day. So he was able to do his thing. But fast forward, we ended up um, having a baby, getting married, and things became worse when he began to drink more. So the alcohol was a factor, but at the end of the day, I don't want people to use alcohol as an excuse. Oh, right. because he was drinking. Right, right, um, right, exactly. That's why he hit me, and that's why he pushed me, and that's why he did this or that. No, keep in mind, this abuse in my situation started in high school. He was not an alcoholic. It just progressed with right. the alcohol. Right. So again... If you're watching, please have your um, teens watch, have the parents watch, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Again, tune in again. Go to Foxwave YouTube and subscribe and listen. Because, again, we have a powerful testimony coming up with a, su a survivor. She's awesome. And also, we're going to talk about uh, what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship. We're going to talk about the red flags of a relationship. And we just got some awesome information for mm -hmm. you coming up. 
So right now we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. And talk about statistics too. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about statistics too. No, it's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, perfectly fine. And and actually, we're watching the chat today. Right. So people are chatting on YouTube. So if you're on it, and there's a chat going on as well. And someone actually said that. The, the message and the um, it's just not for young people. No. We know that it's not just right. for young people. Today, this month, actually, we're celebrating. Um, well, we're it's awareness right. of teen, teen dating, dating balance awareness, balance, month. awareness right. month. We do know that there's um, so all of these tips, all of these signs, they're they're for everyone. Everybody. And I just want to preference this as well to say this is not just for women. Right. This is also for males as well because right. males are abused too. So just putting that out there for now that did come up in our chat. We do love you and thank you, um, Dolores, for actually bringing that up Absolutely. in the chat. Most thank definitely. Um, I do want to just say just before we go on break that this this is so serious right now that um, the Center for Disease Control, we got a lot of statistics from there and the Department of Justice um, states that roughly about 1.5 million high school boys and girls in the U.S. admit to being intentionally physically harmed in the last year by someone that they're romantically involved in. Wow. One in three young people will be in an abusive or unhealthy relationship. And interestingly enough, 30, only 33% of people, of adolescents, actually even report this. So this is, so a lot of people, a lot of teens, um, sometimes they, they grow up and they think this is just kind of normal mm. sometimes. So you, don't, you have only 33% actually reporting this violence. Um, another thing that really struck me as odd, and I really didn't know this, but females between the ages of 16 and 24 are roughly three times more likely than the rest of the population to be abused. And this just stunned me. Violent behavior often begins between 6th and 12th grade. Wow. So 13 and 14 years old. And so, again, we're, just, we're talking about teen dating violence um, right now. And this is a serious thing. It's happening. Um, it's actually a thing. And, we, and we're going to just discuss it. And like I said, on this platform, we're going to discuss just about every relevant topic that's actually happening in the U.S. today that particularly affect all of our communities. And so um, we are going to take a, um, a quick break, um, but we hope that you stay tuned in because when we come back, we have an awesome, powerful woman, Miss um, Tamira Love, who we love. I just love her, just hugging on her today. <laughs> and I want you all to show her a lot of love that, um, you know, when she comes up and I see the chats going, I want you all to show her a, a massive amount of love yes. when she comes up because this is a bravery thing. This is Absolutely. everybody is not equipped just to come out to tell their story. And so to to travel here, to tell her story. And she had a long commute to get here, but she has a powerful testimony and God wants to use her for his glory. Amen. So although this thing happened to her, God is using it for his glory. Amen. And so, yes, I um. I agree with that. And I see some comments, and I'll talk about those comments as soon as we get back. Erica, I see your comment about Embody. Embody is actually a male program that um, that's run by Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and they're teaching their young men awesome. um, about awesome. abuse, and it's and awesome. teaching them um, you're not a punk to recognize it and just to speak up Absolutely. because our young men are actually being abused as well. All right, so we're going to take a short break. Yeah. Um, Sean, you have anything else before you take a break? And then the next person you'll see sitting right beside us is Miss Tamira Love. Yes. All right. Just stay tuned and thank you. Thank you. And you can call us when um, Tamira comes up. The number is here.
a brave woman so i'll just read her short bio really quick so we can get started march 22nd 2015 her life changed forever all the hurt pain and disloyalty became her reality knowing that the love of her life wanted her dead was a hard pill to swallow but when she looked in the mirror she's reminded every day that her scars are her testimony she fought to live and now she's here to share her life beyond surviving story. Welcome, welcome. welcome. We love so, you. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you for being so brave yes. for sharing your story. I know it's not easy. No, it's not. And I understand <laughs> this is like your second or third time sharing your story yes. with you know publicly. Right. And I first met you at the daughters, mother and daughter um, yes. brunch they had during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, and when I first heard your story, I was in awe, in awe. And I was just so impressed with your bravery. So thank, thank you, you again. I'm a survivor, so I understand how hard it is. So thank yes. you so much. Thank and so you. just tell us how everything got started. Like how old were you when everything began and what was going on at the time of your life? Yes, I was a teen when I met my abuser. I was 16. He was 20. Wow. Um, I was still in high school, but I met him during the summertime. I can't remember the year I met him, but I was 16. Mm -hmm. So I think I was in the 11th grade going to the 12th right. grade. And um, it was cool, you know, my first real boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So um, the verbal abuse was early. Wow. Like with the disrespectful name calling and stuff like that, it was early. Mm -hmm. But 
I really didn't mind because, you know, I was pressed. I was young. Mm. I was pressed to have my real boyfriend at this time. And I thought it was cute, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. When you're young, yeah. you think stuff like that is cute. But um, he ended up meeting my grandmother. And um, when she found out how old he was, she didn't like that. So right. I had to sneak around and see him. Right. So we was, you know, talking for a while. Things started getting serious. And he started to be aggressive in the jump. You know, he did not want me to be around my friends. He did not want me to be around my family. Mm. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't talk on the phone, text, be on social media. Wow. Um, he was just very possessive. Mm. And when you say obsessed, mm -hmm. my ex was obsessed mm. with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember, like, six months, seven months after we started getting serious, one day I was in my grandmother's house and I was cooking dinner for them and I didn't make his plate. Now mind you, he's not my husband. Right. I did not make his plate and he punched me in my eye and gave me a black eye. So from then on, it was very physical. Mm -hmm. So it was physical abuse, it was mental abuse, verbal abuse. He did not abuse me financially, thank mm -hmm. God, but all the other ones were just yeah. as bad, you know? Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother ended up kicking me out the house a few years, mm -hmm. like, after I graduated high school because abusers, if they can't get to you, they're going to hurt your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I was in the house yeah. one day, I wouldn't open up the door, so he broke down her door. So she was like, that's it. I'm wow. done. You have to leave. Yeah. You know, so I moved in with him. Um, he ended up putting a gun out on me mm -hmm. at his cousin's house, mm -hmm. and I was working at Ashley's store at the time, so my coworker was like, you know, I, I see that you're going through a lot, so come move with me. Mm -hmm. So when I moved with her, I ended up going to the courthouse to get a protection order mm -hmm. for me and for my grandmother, because, you know, he knocked down, you know, wow, yeah. he threatened me so much, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. know what to believe. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I felt like the court failed me because... Absolutely. They put um, my co-worker's address on the paperwork. So he ended up knowing where I was wow. at. And he came banging on her door. Jesus. So when that happened, I was like, you know what? Let me just pack up myself and leave. And I went mm -hmm. back to him. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting our own place. And I couldn't do nothing. Right. I, I didn't have a life. Jesus. You know, every little thing was just ticking mm -hmm. him off. Mm -hmm. And me realizing that now... He had a mental illness, yeah. and that's what people don't want to talk about. And I'm not taking that for him, Absolutely. but he had issues from mm -hmm. his past mm -hmm. growing up as a child, and he's seen so much that it carried on into wow. his adult life. Right. And because right. I was the closest thing right. to him, he took his frustration right. out on me. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was hell. It, I, my name was in the lease, mm -hmm. of course. He was the breadwinner, so he was paying all the bills. Mm -hmm. So I was relying on that as well, just like a lot of victims do. Right, right, Because, you know, right. I wasn't making a, a lot of money to have my own. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was helping me. But, you know, I just felt a prisoner in my own right. household. Mm -hmm. And, wow. you know, my family did not like that. He, you know, they don't want my grandmother my dad don't want me to be getting beat Absolutely. on and, course, you know, course, being mistreated. So I distanced myself from them because I didn't have a choice because I was in love right. with mm -hmm. my ex. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, March the 22nd, just to, you know, March the 22nd, 2014, I will never forget. I was at my grandmother's house. I just got off work.
And I went straight to her house because she's elderly. She needs some help. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get out the house. I was tired of sitting in the house all the time. Work home, work home. It was just annoying to me. Mm -hmm. So I went to her house and he called my grandmother's phone. And he said, you know, if you don't come home, I'm going to kill you. Now, I did not. I took it lightly. I did because he threatened me so much that. He never went through with it, so I just thought he was just having his episode. So I'm like, all right, Grandma, take me home. She was like, no, I really think he's going to try to kill you this time. I think he's serious this time. I guess God spoke to her. She just felt something in her body. But I'm like, just take me home because I'd rather to go home than for him to come over here, you know, because she's the closest thing to me. So Mm -hmm. I don't want nothing to happen to her. So she took me home, and she was like, "Um, if anything happens, just come back to the car. I was like, okay, cool. So I go to the house, open up the door. It's pitch black, dark. He My comes goodness. around the corner with a butcher knife. Wow. And I'm like, I'm about to die. But I didn't run. I just went in the house. He put, pushed me up against the corner. And he was like, you know why you may come home? And he said a few words to me. I really can't remember. But... I was like, the police outside. You know what I'm saying? I was just lying. Police right. outside. Right. You don't want to do this. Let's just talk about this like we usually do. We're going right. to get through it. But he had it in his mind that he was going to kill me. Wow. So um, he dragged me in the room by my my clothes, dragged me in the room, and he pushed me into the corner. Now, our room ain't but so big. Right. And I seen the gun laying on the floor. Wow. And all I did was got on my knees and I covered my face because he would always tell me, if I can't have you, nobody else going to have you. Mm. And if I and, and if I try to kill you and you don't die, I'm going to make sure don't nobody want you because wow. I'm going to destroy you, you know? Wow. So I covered my face because I knew that was the target that he was aiming to. Mm. And I woke up, blood all over my face, you know, my face hanging down, ear ringing, walking in the living room. He's laying there dead on the floor so he shot himself in the head oh and I um walked outside and everybody was out there looking at me like I was crazy mm-hmm. and I couldn't talk because he shot me in my face mm-hmm. and yeah he shot me in my face he shot me in my chest and he shot me in my back a couple of times oh my God. and I'm just signaling like call the police call the police Jesus. and they came and I wrote down on a piece of paper do not let me die oh my God. and I woke up in the hospital so they, oh they took God. me to a PG and they airlifted me to shock trauma and wow. I stayed there Ooh. for a while and then went to rehab oh God yeah. Yeah. wow that Ooh. is horrific that's and a I'm lot. just that's yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. that's a lot um, oh God Oh my goodness! And you're sitting here today. Yes, oh my it's goodness. nothing but the grace. Nothing of God. but the grace. Nothing, nothing but, but the, the grace. grace of God. We know we have a lot of people are chiming. We have a lot of people yes. watching via Facebook wow. today because Tamara's a Facebook, oh, Facebook yeah. person. Yeah. And we have people here on YouTube as well, and and they're reaching out to you, just saying that they love you. Hello. Yeah, they're, oh. they're reaching out. They're saying grace, but God in yes. Jesus' name. Um, some people, somebody said it sounded like he had a major control issue. Mm-hmm. That's one of the um, That is one of the... Yeah. It's always control, it's always manipulation, good. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are one of the elements yeah. of an abuser. Right. It's a control. Yeah. It's just been... I mean, so you always felt that way. Like, he was always had some element of control like he always wanted to control yeah he always wanted to control me and i went along with it he knew that he Mm -hmm. could control me so Mm -hmm. that's why he was doing what he was doing because 
you know, I was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I was in love with him. And when you're in love with somebody, you do some crazy stuff, yeah, especially mm-hmm. at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's good to date in your age range, you know, not try to date older men that's experienced. And he was more experienced than I was. Right. Like, right. he was my first. It, so. Right. And it right. sounded like he knew he had that advantage of you. And unfortunately, sometimes they prey on people. Right. You know, yeah. somebody that, are, you know, that's right. immature exactly. and is weak and don't have that much experience. Right. So right. that... Is, that's who they pray over. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, and that's right. That's unfortunate. Now you mentioned mental illness, but did you um, did you know if he was abused growing up? One of the um, yeah. questions was: Was he abused growing up? Um, did you know that at all? Or? Yes, he was abused. He was wow. abused. And that's the thing. When kids are growing up, you don't know what they are experiencing right. with their parents. Like, you know, they could be witnessing their mother getting beat on or their mm-hmm. father getting beat on. Even the kids get beat on, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it's in the household. Right. So they grow up thinking that it's normal, it's okay, or because I was hurt, let me hurt someone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to be mindful of what our kids see mm-hmm. and Absolutely. what they are around. Absolutely. Right. You know, because even when I came home, I got into another abusive relationship with my son's father. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding out that my son had autism. Mm-hmm. Once I found that out, I had to just let him go because mm-hmm. my son was seeing it. Absolutely. Like, you can drop a pen and my son would jump because oh. we yelled, screamed, Jesus. cussed, and fussed around him so much that he was just so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I had to separate myself from that so my son won't grow up thinking that it's okay to hurt women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and that's what a lot of victims do. We don't heal. We jump into mm-hmm. something right mm-hmm. after because my thing was I didn't want to be alone. You know, I was with mm-hmm. my abuser day in, day out. Mm-hmm. So when right. I came home, I was lonely, and I wanted that companion, but that was just a, a bad yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to uh, one of my questions in terms of your healing process. Do you believe you've healed, or do you believe you need to go through um, some more healing? No, I have not healed. Mm-hmm. I take therapy counseling once a week i am on five medications wow um i have bad depression i deal with mood swings Mm -hmm. um my rotator cuff is torn so that gives me a lot of pain i'm paralyzed on the right side of my face and i'm deaf in my ears so i take medication for that as well Mm -hmm. and just like my sleeping i can't sleep at night i get bad nightmares it's just a lot of ptsd Mm -hmm. that you know you deal with because you know me seeing it. his body Jesus. and it just mm-hmm. hit me different. Most yeah, yeah. I mean, it's post-traumatic yeah. stress. That, that is. Yeah, and I would think that honestly, even in that moment, did you still, even in the moment that you saw him laying there, did you still have some empathy and sympathy for him yes. because you That's do crazy. love him? It's hard to sort of yeah. turn that switch off and on, even right. as an, even as a victim. Mm-hmm. Right, I did, and I was sad because. I, can't, I couldn't save him. I was trying to save myself. He was already dead, and mm-hmm. I knew that I seen his face. Unfortunately, Jesus. his face was facing me. He was dead. So I'm like, okay, let me get outside and let me get some help before mm-hmm. I'm yeah. dead and hit right. with him too. So just by the grace of God, he gave me the strength to just get up and walk out the house. My God. But I did feel some type of way because I wish he would have got the help that he needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could have broke up, you know? Right. But I just wish that he would have got proper help. 
Because abusers mm-hmm. need help too. They're dealing oh, with absolutely. personal issues as absolutely. well. Right. And that's the reason why they abuse. I mean, it's because not making an excuse, but right. they have yes. a reason to there's, do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to help the victims and we have to help the abusers the, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. And, and not, not downplay the abusers like, oh, we're not going to deal with you because oh, you're being no, on no, women. Right. Right. No, let's help yeah. them. Let's encourage them. Let's find them some classes to go to. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That, that's so key. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And that's so, I'm so happy to hear you actually say that because a yes. lot of times mm. you know when they're abusers any kind of abuse you right. know we just put them to the side we throw them in jail mm-hmm. yes. and they never ever get the help they right. get that they yeah. need and they right. could get some healing there is some medication there is some mental things going on inside the brain right and so that's that's just interesting to hear you say mm-hmm. that after all you've gone through wow. to still say and see and that's a forgiveness piece that's god yeah. that allows you to be able to do that that's god that allows you to be able to say okay even though i went through this let's still get help yeah. right for our abusers out here and i think that's just so key particularly coming from a survivor as yourself that is key we do have some questions from um, the people here and um erica says i wonder if she felt that she couldn't speak to the police or anyone to protect her it just seemed like the system just doesn't work in so many ways do you think our system needs some type of reform Absolutely. But to answer that about family, I Mm -hmm. did have family, but I went against my family. You know, my Mm -hmm. grandmother spoke to me Mm -hmm. about leaving my abuser. My my dad did as well, Mm -hmm. but I didn't listen because my heart was with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but with the criminal justice, yes, I mean, they still a lot of cases out here. Like with me, they didn't, they could have, I told them to leave my address where I was living anonymous. Right. And they still they had still it, on it on there. And mm-hmm. that's how he popped up the next day wow. saying, I know you in there. And I didn't have a choice but to leave out because I had to go to work. Wow. So that was a fight. He fought at me to work. I had to call the security uh, around the boulevard to come escort him out my job. Wow. Right. So, yeah, they definitely need some programs out here that deals with stuff like that. And it's real. I mean, it's people dying every day every because day. they're getting every killed day. by... Their abuser, women yes. and men, right. yes. you know? Yeah. Right. And that just brings me to also the point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, the system does fail because I went through the system. And part of my testimony is that when I finally decided to leave or put my abuser out, my he became, the guy I was dating in high school became my husband. And so I called the police on him. Mm-hmm. And the police came and they wouldn't take him. I thought surely they would take him out of the house. But they were like, but well, this is your husband. This is right, house too. Exactly. So we can't take him. The only way he yeah. would have took him out the house if you had physical wounds on but your I body. Did. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, I was I was scared because they left that man there in the house with me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up calling him again and they came back. Mm-hmm. Um only to find him gone. But um I went to the Prince George's County, what is it, the commission office yeah, the or whatever to get mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the the file the report and to right. get a um a protective order. Right. And I was able mm-hmm. to get one in court, I think like two mm-hmm. days later, they gave me a final four. But that paper means nothing. Means so that nothing. leads me to when you decide to leave, when you had enough, right. and it's so important to actually have a safety plan in place. Absolutely. Just like you mm-hmm. went to your coworker, you went to, and he found you know found mm-hmm. you there. We have to get to a point, and this is why we have to educate 
anyone that's been abused, yes. come up with a safety plan. Mm -hmm. Begin to stash money, mm -hmm. um, find mm -hmm. a place to stay, but mm -hmm. have that in place, and, and especially with someone you, yes, trust. That you trust. And definitely some place where you know your abuser does not know mm -hmm. this particular address. So yes. it's because unfortunately, and I hear it, I see it in here mm -hmm. too much in the news where when there is a murder suicide or right. there is a woman or man being killed right oh someone is calling i guess that one a hotline yes and i was um, when we taking hotline calls i would just encourage you to turn your radio down and off All the right. speakerphone too so yes caller yes hi Welcome to chattitudes yes who how are you on with crystal and sean on chattitudes well, praise the Lord, yeah. Praise How are you today? I want to start by saying, God bless you, lady. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who do we have on the phone with us today? I, I have an echo, so let me let me move. Right. If you're on YouTube, you can probably turn the computer down. Oh, yeah, turn the volume down. Or turn the volume all the way down. And I think okay. I know the voice actually. It looks like it looks like um sounds like uh the Reverend Charlene Jordan. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. All right. Well, praise the Lord, ladies, you're doing a marvelous job. I want to reach out to tomorrow first of all is to say I am just so proud of you oh. for taking this step to stand up and speak on something that hurts you so bad to help the rest of us who may or may not be going through this and some of the keys that we can look for. I, I, I want to tell you I'm holding on to my tissue because I can feel your pain, but yeah. God knows he's keeping you. Yes, he's keeping you. Yes. So here's what I want, wanted to ask. Uh, in the beginning of your relationship, which is always a good thing because we're so excited about somebody caring, I wanted to know, did you love him even the more and feel special because he paid so much attention to you? Um, yes, I did. Um, he definitely was my best friend, so I confided in him. And, yeah, I definitely was in love with him, so that's why it was very hard for me to leave him. But I did not fall in love with him right when I met him. It took, you know, a few months. Wow. But, and I think in the beginning it was more of a lust thing, and then I started to actually that's catch key. feelings mm -hmm. for him. That's key. Yeah. That's key. Uh, blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of times, particularly, thank you, Reverend Jordan. Thank you. Thank you so much in. for calling. We appreciate you calling in. And anyone who wants to call just to ask a question or just to mm -hmm. show love to Tamara, yeah, feel free to do so. But I do think that that's key. Um, yeah. The lusting. Um, a lot of times when we're 16, 17, I mean, right. we've all we've all sort of been there. Like, yeah. we've all been there. Right. So um, one of the questions that I would actually ask you is, what about those subtle things? Because what I see now, and I see trending, and I've, and I've read so many things now. So what I see now kind of is, I see where the young ladies and the young men, they're, they're looking at each other's Facebook pages. They're going down their text mm -hmm. messages. Mm -hmm. They're doing all of those things. And to me, that's really a form of control. Right. Because now I want to see who, who's, who's liking your posts. Absolutely. Who's saying that you look good? Right. Who's doing all of these things? And so did you have some of that and then just going through? Was it... I mean, just looking back now, did, was there a lot of subtle things that were going on that maybe you missed then, but now looking back, you said, 
you know what? I shouldn't have given them control of my phone. I shouldn't have given them control of these things. So is it just those little subtle things sometimes yeah, that course. we just miss as as young ladies and as young men? Because women, they going down their phone. Who are you talking mm-hmm. to? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like you should just have that is a form of control to me. Yeah, it's abusive. It's control and it's a form of not having trust either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because they're so insecure with their selves yes, that yeah, they think that you're trying to talk to the whole world and mm-hmm. that's not even true mm-hmm. and just like you know even with the phone social media like us telling all of our business like my grandmother lives here my auntie lives here so like when you try to find a safe haven it's very hard because mm-hmm. they know all your business right. so when you get into relationships mm-hmm. stop telling all your business you know right. keep some stuff Amen. to yourself because right. You never know what the relationship can With lead to exactly, down the line. Exactly. Y'all can be together for five years and then something happened and then, you know, you have mm-hmm. nowhere to run to mm-hmm. or nobody mm-hmm. to talk to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you didn't tell all your business to that's your key. now abuser. That's Amen. key. That's so, it. That, that's even true. a fe- I mean, in female relationships, I mean, your best friend becomes your worst enemy oh, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So that... <laughs> Because now they know all of your business. Absolutely. So now they know all your vulnerable spots. They know yeah. where you are at every time. They know your every single move. So I mm-hmm. think that happens in, in all relationships sometimes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> so in terms of trying to figure out or looking at some of the um, red flags. So I'm just going to go over a few signs to look for early on in a relationship. And so some of them is, of course, um, tends to push his or her interests, like pushing their interests onto you, does not really listen to what you're saying. They're just waiting for you to finish talking so they can talk. And flexible on on their opinion, um, does not take no for an answer. Easily angered by minor things. Speaking very negatively about ex-girlfriends or boyfriends. And they often portray themselves as a victim in situations. And they tend to be, like we talked about, they tend to be possessive of you. And traditional ideas about men and women's roles. So they probably feel like, oh, you the man, you're supposed mm-hmm. to do this. You the woman, you're supposed, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to do that. And some of the signs to look for further into the relationship is when things become physical, psychological, or sexually abused. And some of the things, like you said, he had some issues from the past mm-hmm. and some of the things that are listed here is that that person was abused as a child mm-hmm. um they grew up in a home where there was domestic violence they saw things and they have a history of unstable relationships or there's some alcohol or drugs involved and that was one of the questions i was going to ask you too because that was part of my story with my ex you know with the alcohol escalating the situation did he was he ever on drugs or no. alcohol? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was strictly mental. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the past. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of built up. Right. Mm-hmm. Built up frustrations. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so we see the red flags. So I also wanted to give a contrast in terms of the elements of a healthy relationship. So we know what to look for in a healthy relationship. So I'm going to go through the list. Respect. Honesty and trust, support, independence, accountability, non-threatening behavior, fairness, communication, meaning you're open, um, and shared responsibility. So there are things underneath in here, and I won't go through each and every one of them, but 
we have to actually look at a situation. And I know you were young. I was young when it all started. Mm -hmm. And usually when you're young, you tend to be insecure. And you just want to have love. And you don't, you're looking for love in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that person that's, the abuser is preying on someone like us who's weak. And then also looking at the family structure. Like I, I had a broken home. I wasn't pretty much in my home with my mother and my father. And I was growing up with my grandmother. My grandmother, she did the best she could, and I, I love her for everything she's done. And she was sort of, um, I won't say disabled, but she wasn't able to get around totally like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was pretty much, you know, open target, basically. Yeah, I, you had know? A, I, had a, so, I was in a broken home. Right. Well. And mm -hmm. so I think they target people like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, they don't really have that strong family structure. Right. Mm -hmm. So they can pretty much go out. They they, they know. They yeah, pray they on. They look at the mm -hmm. situation. And they know how far mm -hmm. they can go and mm -hmm. how much they can get away with. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm sorry. That's okay. Can I ask both of you all this question? Even, I mean, because I know this, it just doesn't happen in broken homes, but I know that Absolutely. that's one of those weak spots because mm -hmm. it's just a trick of the mm -hmm. enemy. It's a way to get in mm -hmm. because you prey on people's vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. But can I just ask you this? Um, as a parent, what, I mean, what could we do? Like, like I know that when I was in love and, and I wanted to marry my husband and my mother said, this is not the one for you, I totally ignored her. Mm. I was just like, you know what, this is the one for me. Right. It doesn't matter, like mm -hmm. what she said. As a parent, what can you do, even when you see the signs and you say, this is not the person, I can mm -hmm. see this. You know, as a parent, what can you do? Is there anything really that a parent can do? I know we can know the signs, and Sean sort of read some of the signs to kind of look for, but as a parent, really, what can you do? Um, you know what I mean? Could I have said something to you? Could your mother or grandmother have mm -hmm, said something to mm -hmm. you? And you said it earlier. Right. They told me this, but I right. still didn't listen. Right. I remember my mother telling me not to marry this man. I still didn't mm -hmm. listen. But, I mean, at, when you're in this position, what do you do? Okay. Um, if you have done all that you can do, mm -hmm. then it's nothing that you can do. You just mm -hmm. have to pray and just give it to God. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just... And know what your team is teen domestic violence, so we're gonna talk about teens right now. Just know what your teens are doing. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. teens don't get mad at your parents if they in your business. Especially right. if they know that you are dealing with the unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It's because mm -hmm. they care, they want the best for you and they don't want any negative things that happen to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just not watch their every move, give them some space, but just know what's going on. Like I look up to Queen of C, and she's mm -hmm. always talking about what, what are the conversations at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. You know, just mm -hmm. always trying to just have those conversations like, how was your day? How was you Absolutely. feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, what's mm -hmm. going on? Let your teens trust you. Don't judge them. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of judgmental people in my life dealing mm -hmm. with my situation, and that's what drew me closer to my abuser. So, you know, just mm -hmm. be okay. honest, open, and just have a mindset where, you know, this is my child, this is my niece, whoever it is, and just mm -hmm. listen to them, let them confide in you, That's and it. then mm -hmm. when they're mm -hmm. done talking, give them some good, loving advice, Absolutely. you know? That's mm -hmm. all you can do. You can't just pull them out of shirt and, like, you're, you know, mm -hmm. keep them locked mm -hmm. up in the house. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you've done all that you can do, and they still want to be with that person, you know, mm -hmm. all you can do is mm -hmm. just pray and mm -hmm. just hope the best. 
Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I was just thinking mm-hmm. the same thing, and that was mm-hmm. actually some of some of the things I was going to cover as well in terms of if if you're not being abused, but you know someone that's being abused, be it your child, your grandchild, your niece and nephew, whoever yeah. it may be, a friend, a worker, just please do not judge. Please do not beat them up. And and sometimes we have people victim blaming. Yeah. It is never the victim's fault. So please just approach the situation with love, with understanding. And this mm-hmm. is why we're having this show now. This is why they have so many events and um, conferences and everything about domestic balance, teen dating balance, because we're here to educate. We want to empower mm-hmm. our girls and boys, our men and women about this um, this tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. and we also not only educate and empower mm-hmm. them, but we also want to expose the enemy. Right. Like you don't win. Right. So we want to expose those things that are... Um, unhealthy that are toxic so now we can do something about it right. so thank you so much thank for, you, you, thank, know, you. Yeah. thank you thank you for all that's commented on facebook thank you for all that's commented on Patterson's. we hear you um people are saying don't judge your children just be Absolutely. open and we got to know that as parents Absolutely. because we we turn them away and then we make them go towards that person mm-hmm. like tamara said mm-hmm. some of those things and um, adina said we must stop ignoring warning signs, educate our young people, and understand what we are worth. That is yes. so That's mm-hmm. so true. Charlene says, there's nothing we can do as parents. We just got to pray. As bad as it hurts, we just got to pray. Um, Dr. O says, Tamara, I applaud you bravely for sharing your story and advice. Um, amazing story. And we're just so blessed to actually have you here. Yes. We want to continue to just bring awareness on this platform mm-hmm. to yes. just about every topic. And um, we put the domestic violence hotline up um, earlier if you missed it. Please visit our webpage and we'll get you in contact with someone. Um, Chattertoos.org. We'll make sure that you know some of the numbers to call. Right. Um, if you missed the hotline numbers earlier, we do know that at Community of Hope Church, I know that they have um, a, a domestic violence support groups. Mm-hmm. There's so many support groups that will keep you confidential and all of those things. There's so many places to turn to. Um, but we're going we're gonna to take a break here and we're going to come back in just two minutes because we're going to have to wrap it up. It just seemed like the hour went so fast. I don't even know where the hour went to. It was just so fast. Yes, yes, please say something, please say something. Um, Yes, and also, um, if you know somebody that's being abusive, your son, your daughter, get them some help. You know, try to find find out what's really going on in their mental space and get them some help as well. And for the victims being abused too. Mm Because we don't want to forget about the abusers, we definitely want to get them some help as well. So right. I just wanted to say thank that. You thank so you so much. much. We love you. Yes. We love you. And we just, real quick, I do have the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-SAFE. Mm-hmm. And for the Teen, da- teen Dating Violence ha- um, Helpline, it's 1-866-331-9474. Again, mm-hmm. 1-866-331-9474 for the Teen Dating Violence Helpline. All right. So give we us wanna, one minute. Yeah. yeah. We're coming back in one minute um, just to wrap up and give our final victory viewpoints. Yeah. And we're so glad you're here today. But don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the next minute. Um, and we'll see you soon. All right. All right. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. Thank you.
experience in my life. I think I've been right down that road with you. Yeah, I had some so-called friends. Yes. When trouble came, they went the other way. Tell me about it. But one thing I'm glad about, that ain't a friend like the lonely Jesus. No. Well. victory viewpoints just wanted to share with everybody love does not hurt if anyone is inflicting any type of harm on you physically emotionally sexually they do not love you nor do they have your best interests at heart whether you're male or female please know your worth know what God says about you know that you deserve to be treated with dignity respect and love and love is found the definition of love is found in 1 Corinthians 13 4 through 7 we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. If God is for us, who can be against us? 
Remember to just love yourself. Remember that God loves you and so do we. Yes. We'll see you next week when we talk about heart health. Very important subject next week. We're going to talk about the heart and how it affects uh, our community. This is very, very powerful. We have a heart nurse coming as well as a heart survivor. Yes. So we see you next week All on right. Chattitudes. And yes. have a good night. Take care. Come on and join us. We can have a good time. Listen up, check us out. We got a lot of notion. Come on and join us. Cause that's a surprise for you. Fun and family. Big great fellowship too. Crystal and Sean have exciting words. I'm sure there's something that you've never heard. Sunday at 6, it's an excellent mix We got spiritual flair, special guests will be there Come on and join us, we're here and wait for you Connect with us at 6 o'clock, we wanna share it all you do Come on and join us, come right here and find Connect with us and share your thoughts, we wanna explore your mind What's your attitude? Chatitudes, chatitudes. What's your attitude? Chatitudes, chatitudes. What's your attitude? Chatitudes, chatitudes. What's your attitude?